it's so insane. And my feeling is, and I want to talk to Frank about this, is that I just feel that impressionist, to, to me, that's the number one. It is a super talent. And it's a measure of talent. And so in stand-up, to me, my heroes were always, you know, Eddie Murphy, because he could do characters incredible and impressions incredible. And he did just enough impressions to show you how talented he was, although all the other stuff showed his talent. And, but and then the truth, which he was also truthful, the, the truth and deepness of a Carlin, you know. So to me, like, you know, I, it's, I just don't think impressionists get nearly the respect they deserve well and i'm watching amazing impressionists now and you're one of them oh thank you to well it's just the truth and and i'm watching them not do impressions on stage to to, to find their voice and i feel like you do that too i feel like you do impressions but you're also doing a lot of other stuff and it's just crazy to me because i just don't i think the town doesn't understand how can i say this it's such a fucking talent, and it's so entertaining, and it's so marvel to watch. But I don't think that the people, re the audiences love it, but the town doesn't reward it enough. It, well, do you agree with that? Or I am do. I crazy? No, I agree with you 100%. I think that part of it is that they believe. It's like, here's my little jukebox, but yet some actress who's like, you can do one thing in a movie, you know, always looks like she had a sour fucking lemon. They're, they're lauded. Well, for sure. I think that, I think that part of it is that... When, when you do it in the realm of stand-up comedy, that people think that you're doing it in substitution for jokes, which I don't think, that's the thing, if you look at Eddie Murphy, I think that uh, if you look at Caliendo, a joke machine. Machine. If you look at Robin Williams, machine. like a machine. Yeah. And so, and Melissa. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like, machine. and Jay, it's like there's a lot of guys and girls out there who do it. I think that there was a stereotype that maybe was born before I got into it, like in the eighties. Danny Gans. Well, so the, I was gonna say it's probably it's it probably blew up most in Vegas because Jim Carrey said when he had saw uh, Rich Little in Vegas, um, he goes, "That's the ceiling," and he stopped doing impressions from that moment because he re that's which I thought which Rich Little just not open for me, but did the seven o'clock show at a Laugh Factory, and he still kills it. No, he does, and that's the thing. Eighty three. I think that 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 I think that the idea is if you can do both. I think that there is there was a stereotype of like um, somebody would do like um, here's my impression of uh, Christopher Walken eating a bagel, and then it would it like, which became sort of hack because it was just like wow the cream cheese is so creamy, and it's like and the audience is like oh that's accurate, so we're applauding, but that it isn't it doesn't deliver I guess in some people's minds on the on the the joke of it. Yes, it's the it's they consider it a party trick, which to me That's if right. you can do it, it's entertaining as fuck, okay? But then it, you have to have now they there's just something behind it. So, I really I mean, if I really work on some are natural, if I really work on it, I could do more impressions. Yeah. But I have to, some of them come easy, but some of them just don't and you have to work you have to find them within your cadence which i'm amazed that you have a lot you have a very large cadence of voices that don't naturally go with your natural voice but yet you can get to that voice well i appreciate that mine came from pressure again because when i auditioned for uh jamie fox's thing they had yeah. said originally they were like well i auditioned for this who's the eddie murphy 
Well, he's like Eddie. It was gonna be. You know what's Incredible. funny is they um they originally they asked. I auditioned for this show that never went, and um or maybe it did. I don't know. Sorry, but uh um they were like, who can you do an impression wise? And I did like. Uh, Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond, Wallace Shawn, Tim Gunn, Christopher Walken, and they were like, "Oh, great!" And then I was like, "Oh, and I could do Bill Cosby." And then they were like, "Oh, well, that's your like Branson, Missouri Five. And they go, "Who can you do on TV today?" And I was like, "Oh, I could do Barack Obama, Nicolas Cage, Vince Vaughn," and they were like, "Great!" And so we just said about two broke girls about how the audition process was long. So I thought I was gonna have a lot of time to met, like work on those impressions. They literally said, okay, great. The producer's callback is Monday. And this was on a Friday. And I could not do Obama. I could not do Vince Vaughn. I could not do Nicolas Cage. So. Why'd you say you could? Because I thought I could learn them. Okay. In my head, because I had learned the other ones. Yeah. And, I, and I literally was thinking, Obama, I sort of had like done before a little bit. Like maybe at a party trick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in my mind, probably my ego was like, you could learn these. And, you know, and then I, they were like, great. The callback is Monday. And I went. For the for the producer session, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just don't worry about those other ones. Just do those three you just told us about. Instead of them going, great, can we hear them from you now? Because those other ones, I think, were probably pretty damn accurate. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, of course he can do those other ones he just said he could do. So I went home and watched. I had to go buy the DVD of Fred Claus, which Vince Vaughn is in with Paul yeah. Giamatti and Kevin Spacey. And I watched that movie for, I'm not kidding you, for three days straight. I, that, I used to have it, not now, I used to have that, every line memorized. I could do it pitch perfect verbatim. And because I was like. <laughs> it's so much work. Dude, it was so much work. Be, so much work. Be, but it's good that was Vince because he's in your wheelhouse because of the same regional accent. Yes. And so, but for me, I had a new manager at the time. And I'm like, oh my God, this manager is going to know that I lied in the room and he's going to drop me. You know, and I was still working in restaurants. And I was like, this is a cool opportunity because people had heard me do voices. And sketch shows besides SNL and Mad TV, which I had wound up auditioning for, this was one that was just happening in the middle of the year, and it was like, cool. You know, we, we they'd heard the client or they'd heard my voiceover reel or something, and they were like, we like this guy. We'd love to hear have him come in. And so I remember I did, like, Vince, maybe Obama, like, calling a Cubs game, Nicolas Cage as, um, as uh, Peter Pan, and then I can't remember what the Vince Vaughn... Oh, Vince Vaughn, I think, had a sweatshop. Mm -hmm. And so I just, like, worked and did it, and it went... Okay, I didn't get the show, but I remember thinking like, you can do this. Like I never thought about it before. And then when I auditioned for Jamie's show, like five years later, four years later, they were like, it's going to be a, an urban sketch show. Like that was what they were titling it then. And they said they're going to want one white guy to, and he's got to be an impress. It's like Jim, right? Yeah. And so I just started memorizing. I, I went to my cousin. I was like, who do I sound like? Who could I do? Mm. And I I did like ten impressions or something for that audition. And like it was, and I remember I I just learned it as fast as I could. So after the first show, you started piling them up, but you didn't do it before no, that show. Not even piling it up. When I found out that they were auditioning this new Jamie Fox thing, yeah, but that was four years after. Yeah, they said it was going to be, and I didn't do it for the four years in between because there was no. So you really weren't an impressionist. So that was what, ten, eleven, twelve years ago. Yeah, it was like so two thousand eight. So when you're about third, when, oh, when I first auditioned, the Jamie show was like two thousand. Nine or ten. So oh, no, five, 2005 and then 2010, yeah. So when you're about 30, you started nailing these down. That, it was it was right there. It was 29, I think. was like, wow. 
And I and I do I could do like a couple, like I said, because I enjoy voices. I love animation so much, and I always wanted to be a voice of a Disney movie or something. You know? Yeah. And um, but you really and when you see the competition, because like for the Jamie thing, the last level was we had to go. We went to Fox on the lot. And the walls were so thin, it was like a military tent. Like, you were hearing people crush Whoa, and bomb. Fuck. Dude, I remember Eric Andre went in, and he he did like he did very well. And then somebody went in after him and just sort of, I mean, ate shit. <laughs> like, they came, they came out of the room, and I'm like, oh, you have some poop here from oh, all the shit you did just you, ate. Did you look at them? Oh, of course. We were all we were all seated there. Did you mind? Did you give them the fucking look? Like, yeah, you fuck. I was like, get the fuck out of here, loser. No, 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 no. no. We were very. It was when they eat shit in that environment. We felt. I'm telling you, I swear to God, we all felt bad because we thought, you know, in in like the SNL or like with that Mad TV, they bring you in one by one, but it's like you're not hearing people's bits. And then no, and then this, you could hear people's bits, and they wanted you to hear people succeed or fail. You could tell they sat us right outside that door, and the, I swear to God, the door was made of like cray paper. <laughs> it was like the craziest thing. And I remember like looking at Kyle oh, and some of the other guys, and I'm like, "Are we supposed to be this?" Cl-? It was like on a safari where I'm like, "I think the lions can see us." <laughs> it's fucking so fuck. It was so weird. It's, it's just hard for anything, but yet alone that where it, it like the whole show is about talent. Yeah, but like, also, which is like a lot of this stuff isn't, but like the fact that it's like, so if you're doing a walk-in and the guy in there is doing a walk-in, if his walk-in is, you know what I mean? If someone has to follow your walk-in, that's going to fuck their mind up. But also I think that it was one of these things where they wanted you to rise to the occasion, yeah. you know? And so, but we were going to be an ensemble anyway, because that's what the show wound up being, and they... And, but it was just, it was a very, because they used to keep you so separate. Like, that audition had a bunch of crazy, We I auditioned for that show like four or five times. and The Jamie show. Yeah, in one year. I'm saying, like, they kept, it was really weird. They kept bringing people back. The one, right before that, they brought you in, and they were like, everybody's <laughs> testing in this one room. It, this was insane. And you kind of go, we made it. We made it to the test. You know, we, we got, we were over at this smaller studio and they're like, yeah, Jamie's going to be here today. We hadn't met him yet. This is probably like the third or fourth audition. And I was like, oh, that'll be awesome. And, um, I remember there was a bunch of people in the room and everybody was like, we did it. We got to the test level. They're like, they just want to work with you on your stuff. And we're like, super cool, man. Like that, that feels very helpful. Right. Turns out that was not the case. It was literally the audition was right then and there. Oh. They didn't let you know until after when my my agent called. And they're like, well, you're you're testing. And I go, no, I already tested. They were like, I'm like, oh, no, no, I know. I just tested. They're like, no, 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 that was another test. I go, wait a minute, what about those people? I started calling people. They're like, we got cut. They they were they told everybody in the room. Oh. Like whoever the producer, I can't remember like who said it, but it was, it was, um, they're like, oh, everybody's good. You're all going to go to network. But they didn't. And then they flew in people from New York and Chicago. So I remember like half the people were out of state. So you were thought it was a work session, so maybe that made you chill. And you got through the work session not knowing that you were auditioning. Well, I got through the work session by, for me, wow. I'm always like, in a weird, stupid way, I was like, there's no way. I swear. I was like, there's no way this is a, a work session. So I'm like, Jamie's not meeting us at a in work session yeah but i didn't say anything because what am i gonna be the guy who's like i'm not trying to police the world it's like just do your thing bro and if you're good you're good and if you're not you're not but don't worry about anybody else yes so i got in there and jamie had a piece of paper with all my stuff written down i don't know who gave it to him or whatever because they, they asked us for like 
who could you do like characters and impressions? And he was like, so I heard you could do, um, you do a lot of people is what he said. He was so nice. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I was just, and like, that's that pressure that right there. Oh bro. So he goes, Whew. so he goes, I heard you could do a lot of people. And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, who could you do? And I go, and I said, I'll do anybody you want. And I remember this. So he was like this, like, Whoa. I mean, he, like, he's become a very close friend in, like he's the chillest dude in the world and so you know he's always at he's he's like he listens better than anybody he's like always listening with everything like he always knows what's going on he's so fucking smart and i remember him just sort of like sitting there and he was just like so i heard you do a lot of people very friendly very conversational like making you feel at home right away you know and then i go yeah i could do anybody and he went and i remember him doing this and i remember him going like he was like okay and he was like and i had memorized I worked on all the white guys he had done movies with because I heard that he, there was a rumor that maybe he was going to be in the sketch show. And so my pitch was going to be, we're going to make sequels to all of your movies that like would never exist. You know, if he died in them or like, you know, collateral two and like Tom Cruise comes back. And so he put down the piece of paper and he was like, well, how are you going to know the bits? He's like, didn't you write bits? And I was like, I'll just improv with you. And I remember he it was that was probably the coolest. Like we had such a cool connection there, and I did a bunch of people. And he did he shout one out? He shouted everybody out. Who, he was, he, who was the first one he shouted out? Well, he liked that I did Nicolas Cage because mm-hmm. he looked at the list. I think right away, and he was like, "Well, who would I want to do this thing with?" And I just I, I remember Nick was on there, and uh, maybe James Gandolfini. He just started calling dudes out, and I was, <sighs> and I just started like. Going with him, and I remember him because he's one of those guys who champions people, like you just, you know, we're saying before. Yeah. So when he was just, he would clap, and, and he always just goes, "Let's go!" And he was just like super. You just, you felt the vibe in the room, and we were like, it didn't feel like an audition. It just felt like this is maybe what a writer's room would be like because the other producers are all over here. The room is full of people. Because he's so rare air that if he sees somebody that can hang with well, him in he, that air. Bro, he is one of the greatest impressionists that ever lived. Of all time. Of he's, all time. He may, I, he could be the most talented, I think he's the most talented person in I Hollywood. Think, I think I think so. He's the most talented person in Hollywood. And, and the only thing I don't know he's done is write a script, but he probably can write an award-winning script. He... So he, I know he's written a script. I don't know if he's written an award-winning one, but yeah. I know he writes. Yeah. We, I've written some stuff with him, and he's just— He's the most talented person in Hollywood. Ideas. He never—it's like his well is—it never seems to run dry. Like, he always—he has he has solutions. He has jokes. I mean, he's the best. So when we were in that room, and then I came out thinking, well, that was kind of crazy the way that that happened like that. So Because I didn't even know if they were supposed to work on— what you were going to do for the test, but we didn't work on anything. We just sort of bullshitted, you know, like and d- told jokes and was having fun and like just, you know, trying to do some, trying to create together. And then when the test came, like there was like five or six of us from that room. And it was like, I think they cut six people. And then he's, I said to him, like, what do you want, what do they want me to do for the test? And he's like, just do. And so what he would do um, is he was off to the side and you never get this, like most, the, the most, you know, uh, f- the most fortunate thing in the world, he is sitting in the front row, smiling bigger and laughing harder than anyone in that room. Yeah, and they nobody's trying to laugh or smile at you. Mm-hmm. And so I would do. I started with Rush Limbaugh, 
about how <laughs> Wait, I, I I am Rush Limbaugh. Here here's the thing, uh, the deal. <laughs> and I said, uh, and it was a time where I was like, I I I said, uh, the 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 thing is, I, I want to buy the St. Louis Rams because it's the closest thing I'll ever get to uh, purchasing black people. And I remember like he like got up and he he was just like for 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 all of us, not just me. But he was just like, let's win. Yeah. Like, he was so, to have him there. Yes. And to have him, and he, and then when you were done, he would get up and clap, and he would be like, Jamie Kennedy. And, but it wasn't, it was so sincere and so yeah. enthusiastic. And so, like, you didn't, you, I just left the room, and, and it was just like, whatever happens, dude, like, that happened. Yeah, you just, you could, you just, you just got blessed by the king. The king. And it's just like. But that just shows you, you know, it's it's game recognized game, but it's also the you know the most talented person in Hollywood, and he knows that no one, he's he knows how he is, how talented he is. So it's, he's only going to want a champion, dude. And he he does it, you know, he's beautiful for so many people because he he like he's such a pay it forward kind of guy, mm-hmm. and you at that level, yeah. I, I mean, you see him like just out, like we were having dinner and um. This this guy came up to him and he was like asking him. He's like, "It's my wife's birthday, and you know, Jamie went over there and like spent like twenty minutes with her." And like, dude, he's just like the. And you think like you people should be like that. Like that's what people think, you know. But it's like I've I've only seen him, and I've known him a long time. Be like the most generous guy in the room, the most fun. He takes care. He's just like, he's just like as good of a dude. Is you hope he is? Oh yeah, and that's the only thing I could say about him. Yeah, and that's and and to and to get to experience that from day one mm-hmm. when it was in a competitive environment when he didn't know me from shit, mm-hmm. that was really special. It's unbelievable, and it's as rare. It's super rare. Well, I learned Bill Cosby. You asked my first impression ever, so I never saw a white guy do a Bill Cosby impression. And I read every article when I was growing up. Like Jamie Fox is one of my favorite. Um, like growing up, I read every anytime he did an interview, I, I saw it. Uh, if he gave one in GQ, I remember I read it, you know, front mm-hmm. to back, immediately grabbed it. And I remember him saying he did Ronald Reagan because he never heard a black guy do an impression of Ronald Reagan. And that's one of the impressions he used to do on stage. And when I when we met, I told him, I go, I, I remember you said that in an interview. And I go, that's why I when I was a little kid, one of the first impressions I ever did was Bill Cosby because I had only seen black comedians do it. And I remember thinking, like, this would be cool. This, like, like a little white guy just doing Bill Cosby. Because It'd be it's, incredible. And so I ran around. I worked at, my, my mother worked um, in uh, radio uh, ad sales in Clear Channel, downtown Chicago. And to keep me busy, she would give me a box of the Dunkin' Donut donut holes. Yeah. And she would have me pass, go all around the huge office and deliver the little donut holes as little. And I was, like, a six-year-old kid doing Bill Cosby. And I just be like, the thing about the, the there's so much there's so much jelly inside the donut because it's so yummy with the coffee. And I was just like, go from door to door as this little dude, like a hobbit. Yeah, fuck. Have you done Cosby on stage recently? I the last Post? time I ever did him, I did. A, I go, here's my impression of Bill Cosby, and I just went, no means yes, blah. And do you think you could do it now and not get in trouble? I mean, my thing is I try to do impressions that I think are either saying something, whether good or bad. Like, I'll take a shot at a joke no matter what. You yeah. Know? Even if I get booed. It's the gym. And, um, it, bro. And so the, I'll do Cosby. If, if something came out about Cosby, like, I just wrote all. I'm doing Comedy Magic Club tonight in Hermosa. And um, I wrote all this Trump stuff about him going to jail. Ten minutes? I'm doing two shows. Yeah, ten minutes each. 
Okay. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna try it out. And um, how long did it take you to write the Trump stuff? Well, I just thought about Trump in prison. This will be brilliant. But the thing is, like, I don't have any. I mean, this will be brilliant. I I don't. I'm not taking a political stance with him. It's not like I know you're not. You're gonna say something funny. Do one, and then I have another question. Yeah. You sound so a lot of people are saying they're saying <laughs> what what gang are you going to be in? Excuse me. I would say the Aryan Brotherhood. Okay, there's very fine people on both sides. Okay, and I'm not gonna be with those Muslim Obamas. Okay, that Muslim Obama gang. Okay, not these are not great people. I am a great guy, and I got great toilet wine. I have Trump. Trump toilet wine. It's so good. So he, this was funny. Is now okay. That's brilliant. And I told you on your pod how I walked into Ella, and I fucking closed, oh yeah, you were so closed nice. my eyes, and I thought I heard Trump, and you were just fucking doing ten minutes of him. Well, I'm trying to work on because so many great. There's a lot of great people in the prison. You know, he does this kind of guy, but now he's a little softer, and he's knows that he's trying to. Not think ahead, you know? Yes. You're trying, the, and or the rally Trump. Jamie, I'm so happy to be here, okay? A lot of great people are saying that. Yes. Dude, so how do you feel when you do an impression that, because the reason I never did Trump, I, he, I'd have to work on him. Yeah. But so many people do him. Now, you do him amazing, but so many people do him. So how do you feel about that when an impression is overpopulated? So I got lucky. I had done, I've, I've been doing him forever. Like I did him before he was president. Really? Yes. And so I do. I did him um, as a guy, the, the dumbest joke, but it was um, him doing, a, anti-bullying was like big in the news, you know? And, everything, mm -hmm. and it was like first started with anti-bullying. And I was like, Trump feels like the only guy who'd be pro-bullying. And it was him Funny. just being like, sort of being very racist, but being like, okay to say it, you know? Mm. And then about how I could talk about the Chinese because I know General Sao, I know his chicken very well, okay? <laughs> and so I started off doing it just so stupid as another impression to do. And then I thought I would, I knew pe people were not coming for the, the impression, but like, oh shit, he's going to run. So I had to keep getting better because I didn't want to be like the run of the mill and sort of, and it, listen, I'm not the first guy to do it. Daryl Hammond did it before me. There's plenty of guys mm -hmm. who have done it. But I was like, stay ahead of it so that no matter what happens. And I like, I was like, this guy's running. I go, there's a good shot. He's going to be president. He's going to be here for a minute. Then everyone's going to do him. So what happened was I got to a chance to audition for Robert Smigel. Yeah. Legend. Legend. Goat. One of the best writers of all time uh, on SNL. And you know him. So he heard me do Trump. And he was very nice. And he was like... I love your Trump, but can you do him at a rally? And I'd never heard somebody do him at a rally. And he did a rally in Minnesota, and I remember they needed the turnaround in 24 hours. And I watched this rally. I'm on a I'm on a watch list or something. I'm like because I re I mean I replayed it on YouTube. I I, I probably watched the rally like 50 times, 100 times in like two days. And because they I had a speech that they had prepared for me. They're like you can improv on it, but just like do it this way. And then when it came back, they're like we love what you did, but Think of him now, the same speech, he's at a rally in front of a million people. And he wasn't known for that yet. Not yet. Because okay. people, they, you're fired, you know, they sh people only remember him right here, you know. This is, and then, but over the years, his voice got a lot thinner because he was, you know, he was talking all the time, okay. And now when he's, he's you know, he has that sort of guttural, like, excuse me, you know. So then I go, well, I'll do all of them. So I would do Trump doing eulogies. 
mm-hmm. when his wife died. Mm-hmm. And he goes, we lost a lot of great people. We lost Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. All he wanted to be was a good fella. Okay? All he wanted to be was a good fella. And I, and I did it that way. And so it, it, in a eulogy, if I had a speech prepared or uh, like the idea of it in my head, it allowed me to go up and down with it and I could hit every corner. Sort of like a, a little bit of like a... A, not a brag, but like I could do all the Trumps. Yeah. And then in the speech, and he would yell out and he goes, and my wife was yeah. off. My wife was there. Yeah. And people said, and she goes, and he yells and he goes down. <laughs> so I was like, how can I do this? Just because I wanted, not that I, I don't need to, uh, credit for doing Trump, but I don't ever want, I, I don't like it when people are like, oh, you know, that guy does Trump. I'm like, yeah, that guy's amazing at Trump. It's not my Trump. No. And I've been doing it, but any impression, like I don't, I pride myself and I do not do impressions of other people's impressions, which a lot of the impressionists out there. They do. They do. And for me, it's about being original and having an original thought behind it, but also doing my homework and working on it and doing something specific that people haven't heard before. Dude, so you, because there are a lot of Trumps. I know, I think the guy on SNL. Great. Wow. Yeah, he's a great Trump. Jamie does a great Trump. Jamie does a gr- Jamie and I used to do dueling Trumps when we were on the set. <laughs> and Baldwin's Trump was not. I mean, I think that he. It was not it, a Trump. It didn't. It just came from, you know. Yeah. It was. But it. But it. I think it just. There was so much anger. Yeah. Towards him that I think it wasn't important for him to be accurate. He just wanted him to say caca poopa and stuff or poopa yeah. or whatever. And I think that it's sort of lot like there's. There wasn't as much nuance as I because you look at Daryl Hammond, you look at yeah Daryl. Uh, what's Daryl and incredible Trump, incredible Trump, dude. Yeah. I saw him do it on stage the other day, and um, someone had done a Trump on stage, like another comedian before him. Yeah, yeah, and no, no, but they were like doing it as like a thing, and um, and you know Daryl, he's such a soft spoken man, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there and he goes, "I'll tell you the," and he did it, and the audience. Yeah. It was like hearing Johnny Mathis. Yeah. Just like the creaminess. Like his voice was just like that velvety gold. Yeah. And when he did Trump, he just was like, let me tell you this. And the whole room was like, that's Donald Trump. Yeah. It was so impressive. And everyone was just like laughing and clapping and smiling. And there, and it was like, that's I, our Trump. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Cause Daryl, cause he did so many, but I forgot how good he did Trump too. Uh, and you know, Insane. for a long time, that's he's starting what, to do it again. Donald Trump said that he was the best who ever did him. Yeah, he said the new guy in SNL, James Austin Johnson, who I think is incredible. Um, he has he said about him, I think he goes, "Not bad, not bad." That new guy they got doing me, not bad, you know, <laughs> not bad. That right there, not bad. Right? <laughs> do you feel that when? Oh, we're gonna need another pod. Do you feel that? When you see somebody who's like a movie star, yeah, or just like, how can I say this? I had an acting teacher one time, and they said sometimes people that do too many things aren't as rewarded as a person who does one thing. So, because I think you do this thing. You do so many things so well. Thank you. And yet, a person who's just a personality could be just a movie star off of one thing. That used to get me fucking crazy. So, I agree with you. I think that with movie star 
there's something about a, a familiarity mm-hmm. that people want to know, like Tom Cruise, who I think is now, for a minute there, people like weren't giving him credit, and I'm like, he's probably the greatest movie star of all time. Yeah, he is. I'm like, you're right. Anybody, I love, I just love this now, like, his thing baseless is, criticism, and you're just like, no, and his thing is going to the edge of death. Yeah, but he, the he, fact that he's doing it, he looks great. Yeah. He, he flies those things. He's, he jumps off. Yeah. In a day that we reward authenticity, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, who's more? Oh, so the gu- the bu- the guns don't have bullets in them. That's probably just about it. It's he, like, yeah, he. But he. That's a great example. Probably the greatest movie star of all time. The most uh, LeBron, like the door, most lasting, most durable, dude. But I would say he does one thing, like in his so thing. He's an amazing physical specimen, all this stuff. But he's pretty much his countenance and his yeah cadence is Jerry Maguire is not that different from risky business. No, he he. There was a few departures, like when he did Les Grossman for mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder, yeah, or when he did Born on the Fourth of July, yeah. Um, you know he, he he's has a great, amazing actor. But the thing about it is, part of it is that we enjoy. Tom Cruise so much yes. that it's like we, we do love I love him in Born on the Fourth of July I loved him as Les Grossman he's so funny mm-hmm. but when, but I will be there first day first in line to see the new Mission Impossible yeah like, of course but I'm saying like when you do something that great in a singularity which people don't even realize is like 10 different talents in one you know that he the Top Gun movie obviously like he it had to be the right script and the right cast and they did reshoots and he made sure everybody could fly or like was okay in the planes the intelligence it's there's such a diversity in intelligence for him cuz he he picks the right projects um it's it's a it's a discipline in terms of the shape that he keeps himself in mm-hmm. whatever it is you know even if he's had surgery it's the right surgery you know mm-hmm. which by the way People don't give you credit for that. You're like, oh, we just think of it as like everything is bad. You're like, Tom Cruise, I don't care what he's had done, looks pretty fucking good for however old he is. I don't know if he's had anything done. That's my point. He looks amazing. Whatever choices he's making to exist the way he is now, those are all an intelligent, that's a talent in and of itself. Yeah, but like what I'm saying, I'm with you. It's fast. He is. That's an example of a gold-plated AAA movie star. Like, Like you said, probably the best of all time. But I know what you mean. Well, I'm because I'm saying Daniel Day Lewis, who's my favorite, exactly. Gary Oldman, these are very rare. And Daniel Day Lewis does less than Gary Oldman in terms of these many movies, but Gary Oldman, I believe, is different in every single movie, and that's you know those are my idols on the acting side, and it's just the town doesn't allow you to do that. So the fact that they got to do it, obviously, they're the greatest at it. They don't know how to market it. No, exactly. And so when I see you, there's no difference between you doing making me laugh in an impression. You could easily do that in drama. I used to say to people, Nicole Kidman won an Oscar for the same fake nose I won in the Jamie Kenny experiment. Hilarious. Cold Mountain. I had that nose, but it was like drama. Yes. Wait, wasn't it Renee Zellweger? Sire. In Cold Mountain, is he over the mountain? No, it was it was I, maybe a few of them, but it's just drama. Yeah, there's no difference. Yeah, there's no difference in his. Tr- you could take your Trump, put it in the drama, make it Barbarians of the Gate of like the HBO, <laughs> right. and it's you're gonna win an award. And that, to me, that's I don't like that they don't take comedy as seriously. Dude, that's a whole. I just had this Craig Shoemaker podcast. It's disrespectful to us. It's disrespectful to the talent. That's what's what. That's what I'm saying. That's what the whole essence of this conversation is. You are. So amazing 
at what you do, and people go, oh, do that little funny thing, little fucking clown, John. You're like, I will fucking eat you for fucking long. Like, you, they don't understand the pain that goes through to do this. They don't understand how much work you put into it. They don't understand how fucking smart you are and you're sizing up 17 things at once. That's the thing about comedy, that you are being rare, you're being raw and open mm-hmm. and vulnerable in a way where... You know, a lot of comedians put their lives out there to a certain extent or they're telling someone's story and and, and to do it in a humorous way. Yeah. It's like it's like they um when uh, what's his name uh, um Jeffrey Rush did um the uh the uh Another Peter Sellers like story. Mm-hmm. And he it's like he that there is there's such a depth and a complexity to what goes into Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. Robin Williams, these I mean these larger-than-life icons that are as famous for their own voices as mm-hmm. most other movie stars are for other people's voices. Mm-hmm. That the fact that, like, that Eddie is that famous in most of it, I mean, not all of it, because he's obviously done, like, Donkey and Shrek and all this other stuff, but Eddie Murphy is, like, a singular voice. And 100%. his opinion is as revered as, like, someone looking at, like, a great script that was, you know, written by somebody else that isn't performing it. It's like it's amazing that, that that Eddie Murphy, that brain and that voice belong to the same guy who's delivering it. It's insane. It's insane. And it, the fact that it doesn't get the credit. That's why I was happy Everything Everywhere All at Once won so many awards. Don't tell me I have to see. I heard it's insane. It is insane, but you know what it is? It's funny. The idea that like Harlan told me all that. these dramas that you're like, it's like, yeah, they're great. There's nothing to be taken away from it, but it's like the fact that that could be impactful, the idea, we learn more almost from laughter. It's like I always said about Will and Grace. So my brother started as a gay woman and is now a trans man. And when we were growing up, we watched Will and Grace as a, as a family. And it was such a cool thing. And my, my, my sister was out of the closet by then. But it was a cool thing because Will and Grace like introduced the idea of gay people. It's like, well, I hate gay people. And you're like, do you? Well, you like Will and Grace though, right? And they're like, yeah. They're like, well, you don't hate all gay people because there's gay people on that show. And they're like, oh, I guess I don't hate all gay people. Like it opened the door and people's small-mindedness. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it sort of dissipated, it helped really dissipate people's fear. Mm-hmm. And comedy does that. Yeah, 100%. It's so fucking powerful. Your brother is now your sister? No, no, no. My sister uh, is my... So my sister was born Lauren Kite, L-A-U-R-E-N, and then transitioned mm-hmm. into a man, L-O-R-E-N. The whole, the whole thing. The whole thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I've never heard you talk about that. I, I actually do stand up about it. But so you would really have a good voice on this. Uh, it's it's very interesting. And I said I I I talk about how I didn't get along with my sister, but I fucking love this new guy. <laughs> I used to do it. I did a joke, but I don't have it done yet. But I did a movie with Bruce Jenner, and I never met Caitlin, and that's the truth. What movie did you? I do? did a movie called Hungover Games, and it was this little you know movie, and it was a comedy, and it went straight to Redbox. But it was, I loved working with her. Yeah, but I that's the joke that I never met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, all love. But yeah, of course. But that's funny. But it's but it's true. It's like, and I thought about just because my um the the like comedy could do that, and so. I think that um, if there's nuance and you're coming from a good place, like even if you say crazy shit, but I think that that spreads throughout. And I think you're right in movie stardom or like whatever that is, they're not looking for diversification in terms of um, 
they, they look like what is one thing that this girl does really well? Yeah, he means he means yeah. they are looking for diversification in races and genders. Genders, and he's not talking in and representation, he's but, not but talents, with, right? But but within a singular talent, if you look at somebody, yeah, and you're like, it's they true, want dude. they want their comfort food. You're saying absolutely. It is. It's 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 fucking fascinating, and it's. Do you do Eddie Murphy? Uh, I just do the laugh, but like everybody, That's, I just remember that. Like, can I, can I, I can I try my Eddie? But you don't have to humor me. Oh, dude, I would love it. I, this was that was one of my first impressions because it was like in my register. So I used to do a dumb one where I would do when Eddie Murphy did Shrek, and then but they said it was the funniest Eddie Murphy since. Like the eight, they said, oh, I hate to say that because he's always funny to me, but they oh, said yeah, it was yeah. like the edge. They said the original, they said what something. What a backhanded compliment. I know. How can it's, I say this? That, no, 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 but, no, no, but, but it was like, it was, how can I say this? I don't edit it. So it's like they said the, the, like the rawest Eddie Murphy in years or something. And I thought literally, I didn't know. It was like adult cartoons and it was like, I thought it was Eddie. He was the donkey and he was going to curse. So the joke was like Eddie Murphy was gonna come out. Let me see if I can do this. Hey Shrek! Hey Shrek! How you gonna go to the forest, huh, Shrek? You gonna go see that princess, huh? You gonna get some pussy? <laughs> so kind of. Dude, that's the only way I can get into it by going, "Hey Shrek!" I've never heard you do an impression before. Really? No, because on the pod the other day. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you didn't do any. No, I know it's too early. Uh, bro, that's the thing. With you, your voice got to wake up. I can't do really. It's really too early now. It should be like five o'clock on. Don't you I, love when you do morning radio? Yeah. They're like, let me hear Gilbert Godfrey. And you're like, what time is it? <laughs> yeah, but that's well. That's an example. Huh? No, no. I was gonna say what you just did was great because thank you. That it's like no, no. You got into it. It's like people know that. So you lead them down to whatever you say. You said something that he he's, says in the movie. The hay is the easy thing for me to latch on because yeah. it's bigger than life. It's in my register. I want to say it's almost East Coast thing. And then I do the joke of, you know, this flip of what it is. And that's how I would do it. But I know I can do certain impressions easy. Some I really have to work on. But now I don't do them only when I help use it as a tool in my toolkit. And that's, you know... To 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 sell a joke, and You're, I th and I think you should do that. Yeah, I mean, I think that I I had um I did a lot of impressions in the beginning, and then I sort of was doing other stuff, not even social commentary, just like trying to tell stories or like physical bits, you know. And then fans who were very lovely came up to me after his shows and were like, "You didn't do any impressions this time." I had yeah. a club owner tell me that one time, um, and he was awesome. He was like, "You didn't do any impressions when you did morning radio to help sell the shows," and I was like. Because for me, I like to do it if it feels organic. Yes. And so it was one of those things where he was like, when you come back and, you know, he's since booked me, which is, he's the best. But he was like, I, I promise you, I'll do like a ton of impressions. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I believe you should use that in your toolbox. Everybody should. And we've been too jilted as a society. We're just doing an amazing dead on impression isn't enough anymore. Oh. That pisses me the fuck off. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> Fucking like, dude. But like, let me do one more. Oh, my Only God. Only for you. No, I want to hear this. Because you're, real. I believe that you'll tell me if it's shit. Well, I, I do want to, I don't have it yet, but it's like, 
it's basically how influencers, you know, you go to a party, you see Coke. Yeah. There's cocaine at parties. Yeah. And influencers will go to these parties and they'll do all the Coke before like 10 o'clock. Right. And it's like, yo, that's 2 a.m. Coke. Right, right, right. And then they walk away like Marge Simpson. Like, oh, I don't know. Somebody told me uh, there was a bump. I, uh, they told me to do a little Coke. I, had, I don't know. Then you're a Coke one. It's it, the joke is funnier, bro. That's I actually was like not. I was like, what impression is he gonna do? Well, they act like Marge Simpson because Marge's like, well, I don't know, uh, Homer. I've tried that one and I can't do it. Really? Yeah. Uh, my voice. It, it, That's crazy. What? It's, it's weird because like, as you were doing it, I was, I was enjoying the joke, but in my head, I'm going, how is he doing that? No, this is like. You told me to do a bump. I had no idea. So it's like that's what Marge does. So it fits with Marge is always confused. Yeah. He, he did the bump. Dude, and people love, by the way, <laughs> that you're doing a woman. I'm telling you, like, I, that's the biggest thing I always get asked. Like, do you do females? I would do them all the time. I If I could do them, but my voice is in the fucking basement. You can't. Yeah, you got an amazing you you can sing uh, your ass off, right? I can sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody but, who can do that can sing. But that is good. Do you do that on stage? I'm starting to. Oh, dude, that I'm would starting to. especially in this town. <laughs> yeah, but people get weird about the coke. Where yeah, it's remember because like, we did the improv the other night together. Yes, and people were like, "Believe it." I had the same thing that you happened. You crushed, and then like never like wait, which they were mad at me, weren't they? No, 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 they were, but like you would have these. You did the Bane joke, which I fucking love every time. Thank you. And and so and then you would do one that was like a little bit whatever in terms of um, it wasn't as. Uh, people could be divided on it, which that's my favorite joke. Which, I don't remember what it was. And then they sort of turned, gender, and then you were like, it was something about LGBTQ, and you were like, we're in West Hollywood. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm like, yeah. we're in West Hollywood. Why are you, you know, like, they? it's like people seem to be enjoying it. You're like, I'm not ripping on the community. I'm just making an observation. And then you were like, all right, I guess I'll go back to doing this shit. And then you did something else, and then they were like, ah, you got him back. And then you tried another thing. And then it happened to Crystal Marie, <laughs> who I love so much. She went after you, and then I went after her, and it was the same thing where I did something that was like a crowd pleaser, and then I would do something a little bit left of center or right of center, and they were just like, no. And then I was like, all right, back to this. What you did, because well, what you do is you can feed people. I love that we're breaking this down. You like this, right? I, I love it, dude. Because I, I don't want you just to do what you do. I want for people, for me as well, to see your brain because I think you have a really fascinating one. It's, 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 it's in the, um, <laughs> it, you are a guy that can do cotton candy all day. You can give yeah. people, you can chum the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And you can fucking give them 10. You could do an hour, you could do 20 impressions, and you could destroy. Yeah. And, and you should. But you'll go up there and you'll do that darkest heroin needle and that's what i you know i'm sure you know this throw one of your impressions on with it to like lighten the blow for the dummies and it's like you but but you will you'll just go in there and that's what happens with an aids needle or something dude i've done it and the audience is like but where's Vince Vaughn? Bro. What happened to I Vin? did it with Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. I started melding the two where I would do it or I do I do Seth Rogen doing yeah. Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> but I talk about how the guy of Kevin, who was the puppeteer, was accused of sexual assault. Oh, but God. I do him as Seth Rogen. Do that. Being like, eh, 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 like amazing. 
thing. Uh, I, uh, the guy who puts his hand in me, uh, he put his hand in kids. <laughs> wow, that is very uncomfortable. He is knock deep in there. Wow. Please tell me that got killer laughs. So it did. I did it in the lab. Like I never, which is a judgmental room. <laughs> a lot of people don't like the lab, but I like it because you get laughs there. You're getting laughs. No, and that, you know if it's working. Yes. And um, I did it. I did it like a week or two ago. I'd never really done it because I was trying to come up with it. I I did a Seth Rogen impression forever about dead on that about was dead on. oh thank you about about me meeting Seth Rogen because you did? I no I met him in a I didn't meet him essentially at a party he was across the um the the room from me and at a at a um, mutual friend's birthday party and someone was like oh do you do uh, um he's an example of i believe a very talented guy a singular voice but also he is the one he does seth he does and you know what he is that man am i gonna no no no, no. i think when you look at him um what his power is in his writing yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously him is, is a movie star, but I'm saying like diversity. The fact that he could, you know, write a food food fight is that what it's called, right? Or the one sausage, sausage party. party? Yeah, bro, that's one of my favorite animated movies of yeah. all time. And so that, but they, that he can write that super bad. You know that he can do all these yes. things. And so that's sort of. But I think that he knows that people like him. He's a huge star, and he's just exactly that people know he has become his persona. Yes, yeah, and I and even when he plays like. In Monsters vs. Aliens or like yes. Kung Fu Panda. He's it's like, true. I am here. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, you're at the party. So I'm at the party. And um it You was told a, another party story. You do people at their parties all the time. So this is I told this on my podcast, but it's I said, um, this is hundred percent true. We're at this party, everyone's getting drunk, but it's like very um I was somebody's plus one. I like everybody there was of note, like it was a very cool room to be, you know, and I'm just like sitting there being like imposter syndrome, just being like, please don't ask me who I'm here with. And I was like, I was with a buddy and um, I couldn't find him. And I, and my, and I had a friend run up to me who was a, a writer uh, who, and, and was like, um, oh my God, did you see Seth is here? Does he know that you do that impression of him? And I was like, the Latin, Seth was smoking and you're off. But I was like, also, I was like, I go, I, you know, I, I, I just think the last thing that Seth Rogen wants right now is to have a strange guy just like get up in his face while he's stoned at a private event and be yeah. like, hey, 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 this is what you sound like. And wow, we are, uh, I'm a fan. People don't, so <laughs> you got to like meet people under the right circumstances. Did you, know? you do it? No. Thank God. No. God. I, I waited out Damn. by his car. No. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. It's like a weird Black Mirror episode. I am, uh, I am here to replace you. <laughs> what? So that was, but you know, but it comes from a place of love. I mean, yes, there's you won't do, you can't do someone if you hate, unless you hate them. Well, that I get, but po politically, I've been hired to do things to to mimic people that I don't necessarily care about. What do you mean politically? Like for for political for jobs about politics, like for do voiceovers that are politic. Like I have no, I had no opinion about Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Before I got before I got hired to do him. You know, and so I'm saying, like, but with the, the actors and the musicians I do, it comes from a real place of love because I'm listening to them all the time and I'm exploring different areas of their work and finding mm -hmm. out about them. And it's like, why do I want to do that for Putin? Yeah. That's just my own personal opinion. There's probably people out there that do amazing Putin impressions, but it's like, that's just not how I want to spend my time. So my, like with Seth, it comes from a place of love. I love, you know, I'm such a fan of him. Yeah. Like, I just thought it would be really hard to do Mark Zuckerberg. You know, 
there is something about him. Doesn't don't he sort of he has like a, a there's like a little bit of a closed throat, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Like a little bit of a, of, a, of a frog throat sort of thing. He's sort of a well, no, this this thing about Facebook. I mean, I'm just like listening. I can, that's probably like inaccurate. Your fans are like, who? What the? Fuck? No, but you see how you get it. You have to physicalize it. You have to. There, there's something very you know, and he's yes. He can't really. He like can't. I always said that he's. I, I said I don't think that he's autistic, but I do think he's part robot. He's botistic. That's so funny. I'm like he's half robot. I said I used to do a whole thing about autism. Can I? So there's this thing that I'm working on where I was trying to do impressions of him and Elon Musk. Not I never got to the impression of people him. are doing Elon, but I was talking about how you know people want to criticize his autism because he when he was on Saturday Night Live and did the the monologue and said like that he has autism. Dogecoin his cryptocurrency like tanked, and you're like. Doesn't that doesn't his autism like make you want to invest? Like, mm-hmm. do you ever see Rain Man? Wait, why would his why would why would why would it tank? Because he said he had autism. Because people like they lost faith in it, which is the that's like ableist, bro. But also like I I want the guy who's yeah. investing my money. Yeah. I want him to have a little bit of autism. Yeah, no, you definitely do. Yeah, for sure. And so I I was I'm probably on the spectrum. I would say you're probably somewhere around. Yeah, yeah. We're all- and so it's like you know. It's it was just so funny to me. So I tried to do that, but then I think people took it as like I was making fun of it. And this was before he bought Twitter, and I was like, you know, I think he's a different kind of guy in the public eye right now. Mm-hmm. But I tried to do this whole thing, and I and I was convinced that like we need more autism in the world because mm-hmm. it's like they're they're building Facebook, they're doing all this shit, you know. Mm. And I was thinking like, but then do enough people now they do know what he sounds like? Yeah, but not Mark Zuckerberg. No, I was just saying that because that's again one of these. Th- when they're minimal, yeah, I, I like bigger than like it's. It's much easier to do Clint Eastwood than it would be Mark Zuckerberg. Yes, and we've also heard the, the younger they are, the less you've heard them. Yes, that's the hard thing when you do guys in their their twenties. You don't like people do Timothy Chalamet a little bit now. There's like they're starting oh, to do it, you know. Hard, yeah, hard. That's a hard impression. Wow, yeah. Dude, and I just loved uh, that you said you know you would like to tour together. I think it, oh yeah, I think it would it would complement each other. I do too. You know what I'm saying? We should really talk about that. We do. I'm telling you. Are you on the road doing an hour? Oh yeah, always. I can't do um. It's funny because I got um. Somebody had said when I first started out, they they were like, you only need to do 45. Um, when I was like sort of easing into it, and I was like, yeah, but people don't they do an hour on the road? So I always push myself to be able yeah. to do the hour um, for my own, like, just to make sure that I was actually, like, doing the job. Yeah, Instead of just, like, getting by. Now, now there are people who do 45 and do whatever, but I, for me, I always tried to fill, because I feel like people had paid to see me for an hour, in my mind. I feel that, I, that like, yeah, that, are they getting their money's worth? Yeah. I always feel like that. Uh, dude. Are you, last question. Yeah. Are you you're on Jamie's new show? I did. We did one season in the pandemic. I mean, th- we did the show it, with each other, no studio audience, pre-vaccine. Wow. We were just raw dog in the earth, bro. <laughs> I mean, we it was pretty insane. Yeah. Because to look back on it and then um it didn't come back for a second season, but you never know. I mean, yeah, you never know why, and and I and I do think that we it was David Allen Greer, mm-hmm. James Foxington, mm-hmm. Mr. Jamie, myself, Mr. Jamie, and um, 
And uh, that's how I always, whenever I do Trump for Fox, I always go, man, look what it is, Mr. Jamie. Mr. Jamie himself. Um, Doesn't that sound nice through here? Mr. Jamie. <sighs> By the way, Trump could use these mics. And so could we, though, and my podcast. Um, that that um, I try to do, uh, you know, I, we, we tried to do it uh, as best we could. And um, I think it we suffered a little bit because there was no live studio audience. Because, like, how... How yeah. good is Jamie and David Allen Greer in front of a live studio audience in Living Color alums, yeah. stand-ups in their own right, yeah. beasts. And um, and I think that that, if I would like to have thought, you know, who knows, this is wishful thinking, if we had had an opportunity to do it in front of a live studio audience, it would yeah. have been like a fucking party. Yeah, I saw billboards for it everywhere. It was I, crazy, and it was so fun, but then yeah. it, was, it was very difficult. It was a cool challenge to try to do a multicam sitcom in a vacuum. Yeah. It's hard. Because the jokes are written like, could you imagine? It's like doing Zoom stand-up, but putting it out there for the world to see. Yeah, for everybody listening, like when you do a sitcom, you have the run-throughs, and you have the table reads and all that stuff. And people, we, you know, you're at your 30% or 40%. But when you get in front of that crowd, especially if you're a stand-up, you yeah. that's you just you usually get two audiences. If the run through is great, you only need the second one. But you are gonna go crazy. No, you get the one audience, but you get a couple takes. Yeah. So you literally feed up, and the writers will see shit that didn't they didn't know would work. Oh yeah. And so the audience is there giving so much more juice, and so if you don't have that, it's fucking. The writers are going. <laughs> you know, trying. They weren't to, even there. Oh god. They weren't even allowed on set. Oh boy, brother, it was so. That's a whole other pot no, that will get canceled for. Dude, it was yeah. so, f it was weird. Wow. And then when we would do well. And Comedy Jamie in a vacuum. You were doing Zoom with other people yeah. on Zoom with no Zoom audience. That It was a, delay, it was a delayed Zoom that it, you were going to put out later. And they were so nice. And Netflix was incredible. Like, they were so supportive. But you, wow. you missed that audience. Yeah. The energy is incredible. Yeah, dude. Dude, you're awesome. You're the best, man. I love you, brother. Love you, dude. I'm loving our fucking new connection. I here. know it, man. You're fucking incredible. You're Thank hilarious. You. you got tell people where they find you. You're a pod. At Jonathan. Oh, so my pod is at Kite Club. Yeah. Um podcast. And then we have a new episode every Thursday. And then my socials are at Jonathan Kite, yeah. uh, K-I-T-E. And then um JonathanKiteComedy.com is my website for all of my tour dates. Go see him on tour. He's everywhere right now. Guys, like, subscribe. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Ooh, ooh.